What you're about to hear was recorded before today. It was originally following one of my videos. It's uh, The video is called... Let Go. Let Go. I almost said go in. I almost said go in too. <laughs> go in. Go in's the name of my book. Let Go is the name of the video. You can go find it on the podcast page if you want. It's very good. Uh, but in order to keep the context intact, you need to know that we reference in this podcast and we cite the Huffington Post as well as the AA Big Book, Alcoholics Anonymous. And these were actually in the original video. The Big Book... Uh, that one is self-evident. It's a quotation. We use, um, God gave his brains to use is the quote. And it's about how people in the 12-step recovery programs use that quote out of their book. And there's also a quote, we actually, actually cite a study from a Huffington Post article. It's all about how uh, doom and gloom and how we worry about uh, stuff in the future and how 98% of what we ever are afraid will happen never does happen and how stupid we are to ever have to worry about it. And we'll also be talking about um, how you can write your own prescriptions for anxiety and depression medications, how to do that. Okay. <laughs> well, we do, right? Didn't we talk about that? <laughs> legally. Like, legally, yeah. And get them filled, too. You can be your own pharmacist as well as your own doctor. Isn't that cool? Oh, boy. We're going to get a lot of- We're going to get investigated. <laughs> but, but it's true. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we also talk about positive thinking and how it actually does work. Works for a lot of people, but maybe uh, you shouldn't want it to work. So we talk about that. And college fraternities, campus partying. You know, my son, as many of you know, uh, attends a well-known Ivy League school. And uh, he gives some of his observations about how that goes. He's a very, very big partier on campus. He's well-known for it. And he... Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Well-known for it? <laughs> I know a few guys who are well-known for yeah, it. I know, I know some guys. Yeah. I'm saying there are people well-known. It's not me. No, I know. I know. He's a good boy. Um, and also, uh, for the first time in this podcast series, we uh, we open up the mailbag for the very first time. As you know, on my website, you can ask questions, and then we take them and we read them during the podcast. This is going to be the first time we're doing that. The questions have been really good, actually. Haven't they been? Yes. Uh, com slash podcast is where you can submit the questions. Right, and there's a form just to fill out, and I read every single one of them, and we go over them, and uh, the bad ones we throw away, and the good ones we read. No, no. actually, every single one of them has been very been very good. Some, yeah. are, some are a little personal, others not, but they're all good, so keep them coming, and uh, just go to the podcast page and ask your questions. So that's it. This is episode number four, and uh, just join us right now so you can listen to us engage in these fascinating topics. Oh, no. Well, hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, episode number four. I'm Dan Schwarzhoff. My son, Danny Jr., is with us. And what are we talking about? We're talking about letting go. Do you have any, did you have any questions on that? Um, I did not have any questions. Any comments? You I do. Com I do have oh, some yeah. comments. Right. I have some critiques. I am uh, very unimpressed with the article that you uh, reference. Just not based on the facts, based on the, uh, the solutions it gives. What to article? Oh, oh, the Huffington, the Huffington Post, Post article. article. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, if you read, I, I found it, um, and if you read further, they tell you, so what's the solution? Right. Um, and it's not the one you give. No, it's, it's not. not the one you give. <laughs> uh, just, some, just some examples, some of the solutions they gave. Uh, one was to uh, try and rewire your brain to quiet the worry. Right. Um, and that involves uh, imagining... Uh, imagining buttons and colors on your hand oh, and, and pressing ridiculous. them. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. I did and, read that and, in the article. And yeah. Somehow uh, releasing some imaginary dopamine I know, out of, I know, out of your I know. palm. Also, I don't listen, know. Listen, most of the stuff in 
most of the solutions that you find to these problems in these in these like the Huffington Post or wherever mm -hmm. you're reading them, it's crap. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> they're, work. They're, no, none of that stuff works. And the reason that all the solutions that they present are wrong. And I don't know. People get worse doing that stuff. The the other one was, uh, right, tomorrow is a new day on a post-it and stick it where you'll see it at the end of the day. Oh, that'll help, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that'll help. Yeah, that'll help. Oh, man. I mean, it just sounds so Well, isn't it? It's ridiculous. like Al Franken. Yeah, you know, looking in the mirror. I'm wonderful. I'm beautiful. Whatever it is. And folks oh, well, like yeah. Me. His, uh, what's his name? Stuart? Stuart Smalley. Smalley? Smalley? No, that's a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a cartoon? Don't, no, Stuart Smalley was, when you were a little kid, you used to watch, uh, you watched a movie called Stuart Smalley. It was <laughs> No, I didn't. Yes, did. It was Stuart Little. Oh, Stuart Little. <laughs> Just ignore him. All right, I'm the new host. I'm, I'm, I'm in charge now. I'm done. I'm finished. My career's over. Okay. All right. Um, no, I, I just thought that tomorrow was a new day on a post-it. It was kind of funny. That's the best solution they had. Yeah. Um, well, I had a guy, one time um, when I worked on Wall Street, there was this guy um, who sat uh, at, at this stage of my life. I didn't have my own office, right? It was early in my career. So I was sitting in a uh, in a cubicle, and the guy in the cubicle in front of me, very nice guy. He looked like, he reminded me of Bill Cosby, but he's a very nice guy. And he had this, uh, he was having a very rough time. He couldn't. He couldn't get any new clients and stuff. And um, he had this uh, uh, this sign over his computer terminal. And it said, uh, what did it say? It had a, an acronym. It was, uh, oh, I can't think of it now. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It was T-I, no, I-O-T. That's right, I-O-T. It said I-O-T. And I would see it there. And after a, few, after a little while, I said, what does I-O-T mean? And he said, it means it's only temporary. I said, what is? He goes, well, I have a lot of problems. He, his wife was leaving him, and he was oh. broke, and all this stuff. And I said, so what do you put it there? He goes, well, I remind myself that all my problems are only temporary. One day they're going to go away. That's terrible. So he looks at that sign every day to feel better. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. You can't, you cannot, positive thinking does not work. Yeah. Well, it, well, see, here's the problem. Positive thinking does work. You can actually feel better. You can actually increase the, you can actually adjust the serotonin levels and the dopamine in your head. And, and you know, you can actually do that. But, and you could do it through drugs also, right. obviously. But the reason why you're anxious in the first place still operates under the, under the radar. And it's still going on. And you're getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And you're feeling, and you're acting Happier and happier and happier, but right. you're becoming, you're feeding this thing inside of you that's growing, and it's a, it's a lower self, and it, it eventually will uh, destroy you. Anyway. Those signs are like taking, it's like taking a low-level drug. It is a, a low-level drug. drug. It does the same thing that the drugs do. It affects the same areas of the brain, mm -hmm. except you're doing it, you know, you're writing your own prescription. It's as if you're the pharmacist writing a prescription inside your own head and, and then filling the prescription all on your own. You don't, it's free. You don't need any medical coverage for that. And people do it on, on uh, Facebook, too. You see the Facebook pictures people share with, like, inspirational quotes on it. Right. You know, stuff. Well, Wait. you know you know what I say about inspirational quotes. And what? Memes. What? Well, what we're saying now, they don't work. Yeah. We have those, too, except we have, or they look like them, but they usually have um, actual good pieces of advice on them. 
we'll share on the page sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ours are good and theirs are bad. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. We don't, we don't do we don't do memes. We just take little. No, 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 no. But we'll. I mean, we'll take. They're not meant to make anybody feel better. Exactly. That's my point. I'm yeah. just saying they look similar. We put, we put quotes on pictures and, and. Oh sure. Just to make them artistic, but right. uh, but it's not supposed to make you feel. No, good. it's not supposed to change no. your attitude. It's not supposed. No, 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 no. That's extremely dangerous. I can't overemphasize how dangerous that is to make yeah. yourself feel artificially well. Also, uh, you mentioned uh, what was that quote? The uh, the quote from the big book, the big book. We yeah. we were given brains. We were get yeah. God uh, God gave us brains to use is what they said. Right. Yeah. Right. It made me think about how uh, I go to a very intellectually demanding college. Yes. And um, <clears throat> as a result, these people are are uh, are buried in in a level of thinking that's that's a little bit out of control. Well, you know, one thing I noticed about uh, you know, even back in my college days, um. You know, a lot of the kids, when they get involved with, uh, they get involved with drinking and drugs and sex and everything else. And these are all distractions. Right. And it's almost as if they need that as a relief. For example, and every school has got, it's like your school has a, you know, schools have, um, uh, you know, fraternities and stuff like that, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's very, a lot of schools are really big on Greek life. Yeah. Your school has, they have an area of, they have a, they have like a, a an avenue of debauchery. <laughs> they have like a debauchery boulevard. Most schools have that. It's just related to their Greek life. My school doesn't have Greek life, but it still it still has a a a party row. You know, fr right. fraternity row. Is that what they call it? Other schools, maybe. I don't know. Something like that. I um, did not go to an Ivy League school, so I cannot say. Oh come on! I went to a city college. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, but but anyway, it's a distraction away from. The pre, you know, they want that to happen. The school does not officially sanction that. Right. Right. They can't. It's just too bad. But they don't do anything to get rid of it. They don't discourage it. Right. The kids have to go there. And that's why. And when they're lost in their heads all the time, what happens is they they start to they become a they become a prey to anger, their own anger, their own impatience, their own intolerances. You know, and that's why. That's why they think the way they do. Right. That's why most uh, colleges are very liberal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you might want to cut that out, but. No, no. Um, yeah, so. I, I mean, know. there's a lot of, uh, as a result, there's there's the, the compensations that they pursue. Right. Uh, you know, greed, money, stuff like that. They want, you know, powerful jobs, making lots sure. of money, uh, which is nothing wrong with making lots of money. But if it's if it's a compensation for for uh, for something else, it's not good. Um and also, they're also the people who are like into total relaxation and yoga, and and really want to like veg out. Veg out? Are they vegetarians? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they are vegetarians actually. <laughs> oh, the puppy study breaks too. Oh, that's crazy. Where they unleash? Uh, oh, you got to tell. They unleash puppies into the room, and everybody goes in and plays with them and sucks the life out of them. Right. This was <laughs> to now, feel better. now. Well, this was when there was something happened. Wasn't this? Uh, was this during uh, one of the uh, one of the violent outbursts? Something. Oh no! Was this when Trump was elected? No, there were safe spaces when Trump was. Oh, elected. there were safe spaces when Trump was elected. So you would go there and feel safe, right? I never went there. I didn't feel very safe. <laughs> no, they had. Um, no, there was something else. There was some other event that in in the news that pe you know people were very upset about. I don't remember what it was, and they set up these puppy rooms so you could come into the room 
And what, you would have puppies just start jumping all over you and you'd be able to pet them? That's how it works, yeah. Um, my school didn't do that in response to anything, but other schools have. Uh, my school just had it for the sake of it. Um, yeah. I think maybe it might have been around finals when my school had oh, it. Oh, maybe it was during finals. But That's basically, you're stressed out, so go go hug a puppy. Um, <laughs> so anyway. Um, all right. Um, so now, listen. So we've been getting a lot. Of, <clears throat> we've been getting. A, we have on our. Um, we have on the podcast website. Right. We have uh, the podcast quest, page of our website. On the pop, podcast page of our website, we have a place where people can ask questions. Yeah, so they submit written questions. Right. So we've been getting a lot of those, and we have we're going to start answering some of those. Yes. Did you at, have at any the, you wanted to do today? Yes, I do. I have one uh, from Gary. Gary. Okay. Yes. And he says, uh, "I don't know where he's from." Uh, he says, so "If you don't want to be identified when you write these things in." Put, put a phony name. Right. <laughs> or don't put, oh, we're not going to read last names, but just give a first name no, if you want. Um, says, I'm currently living at home with just my dad, kind of a situation where I'm stuck there for a very long time. I'm a man who basically still feels like a kid in life, haven't seemed to grow up yet, which makes this situation I'm about to explain a bit difficult for me. My father is drinking himself to death, not exactly drunk like you would imagine in your head, but pretty drunk every night. He sits on the couch with a bottle of wine and a glass. I see him pour a glass and automatically think, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Don't talk to me. I'll tell him he needs to stop. I usually get an aggressive F off. So I'm dealing with a man who thinks there isn't a problem to talk about. He thinks it's fine because he doesn't go out to the local town and party, but instead watches television. Arguments break loose when we go to family parties and stuff. You can see the violence in his eyes just by looking at his face. You can see a man thinking sick things. There's no proof. I just know. What do you do when you're dealing with someone who will never change, who will never be convinced they have a problem, who's pretty much a drunk forever as far as I'm concerned? I'm dealing with a stubborn man. He will not listen to anybody. This is him coping. This is his coping mechanism. His father died drinking himself to death in his late 40s, and it's only going one way for him, too. Yeah, wow. That's, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a rough, uh, a rough road to hoe. Seeing somebody that you love dying like that. You never heard that expression? No. A rough road to I, hope. I have. I just, uh, I don't think people use it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a rough road to hoe. Um, you know, Gary, you're not going to change your father. You're not going to cure his alcoholism. You're not going to be able to help him. I mean, if he is an alcoholic, I assume he is. Being drunk all the time, that's kind of a tip-off. But, um, you know, you got to stop hating your father. That's the only way that you're going to get around it. You can't stop him. Uh, you could eventually have a good influence on him. But is, did he say his father, his grandfather was an alcoholic? Yeah. yeah. His, his, yeah. So his father, because that's the way it happens. Gary, you know, you could actually wind up being an alcoholic yourself by hating your father who was an alcoholic because you become what you hate. It gets inside of you. you his father, he became his father by hating his father for being an alcoholic. Yeah. Right, he died. He said in his early forties, late forties, I think. Late forties. That's terrible. I mean, most alcoholics are going to. Most alcoholics are never going to recover. Right. They're going to die drunk. And you know, when people write a question, write a question like this, they usually want to know how do I change my father, or how do I change my relative, how do I change my loved one, my mm -hmm. spouse, how do I get them to stop? Yeah. You cannot get them to stop. This guy is. I don't know how old Gary is, but. You really shouldn't be living with you shouldn't be living with a drunk like that. No, he says uh, 
he says he's he's stuck there for a very long time. I don't know why or what the circumstances are. Right. Um, but there might be some mitigating circumstance that right. you know he has maybe he's an invalid or something. We don't know. Right. But if he's drunk pretty much every night, he's probably an alcoholic. And if he's nasty and restless, irritable, and discontent, and just a nasty bastard, then uh, that's pretty typical. He's got anger issues. Yeah. Where he said that he had this violence in his eyes. Um, he's not himself. He's attached to something within him that was put in there by his father, that was put in him by his father, and it goes down the line all the way back. Right. And if he's not careful, Gary's going to wind up an alcoholic too. And if he won't be an alcoholic, he'll he could be a drug addict or he could be something else. He'll be some kind of aholic because mm -hmm. he'll find some sort of obsession. It will be some sort. It'll be food or it'll be sex, and. That's the only way he's going to be able to compensate for the anger that he holds for his own dad. If had his dad forgiven his father, he wouldn't be in the condition that he's in now because he wouldn't need to compensate with the alcohol because this is not all of it. If, if, uh, if his father is an alcoholic, there's a lot of resentment going on in that house. Right. And uh, he doesn't re just resent his drinking. He's going to resent every almost every word he says to him because it's not going to come... It's not going to come out of love. And uh, Gary, you have to forgive your father and get away from him. Yeah, that's I, th my, I think the only that's uh, my advice. I the practical advice, the the common sense advice, which right. you'd hear from anybody, is well, you need to move as soon as possible. You need to get out of there because that yeah. obviously that's a toxic well, environment. That's not a good place to be. The you know the classic advice is to move. Yes, get a, get out of a toxic environment, and uh, you know he has to want it and all this other stuff. It's all. It's all just... It, none of it's, in this case anyway, I don't see any of it being wrong, but it really doesn't solve the resentment situation, the underlying right. problem, you know, because you can run away from the resentment, but you're not handling it properly. And that's the most important part. Well, you take the resentment with you. Yeah, right. Okay. Because there are people, if his father were to die tomorrow, his father would still be a problem because he would resent him He'd be projecting from the grave, so right, to speak. Right. The resentment com still comes. The memories still come. That's what I was talking about earlier, that uh, memories can also bring up anxiety mm -hmm. and emotions that will destroy you. Uh, well, Gary, uh, if you want, um, my, my, my dad's answer seems to be you have to get over the resentment for him. Um, moving away won't help. Uh, it, it, I mean, it, it would be good to move away, it sounds like, but... Uh, but you got to deal with the resentment first, um, and first and foremost. Um, if you want help with that, you can. Uh, I encourage you to reach reach out to my my dad on Facebook, Dan, uh, Daniel J. Schwarzoff. Of uh, he has a Facebook page. You can message him there, and, and he'll he'll talk to you one on one because he he helps a lot of people with problems just like that. Yes, I will. Okay. Okay. So, uh, anything else? Um, I don't have anything else. All right. So this is episode number four. Yep. And uh, that'll be it for today. Join us again next time. And thanks for listening to my podcast.